0: You're listening to the Some Other Useless Podcast with Richard Wigand. All services are a go, unless our server's down, and then all services will be temporarily suspended until further notice. Thank you. Yes, hello, I am Richard Wigand, and this is the Some Other Useless Podcast. Um, That opening is just a reference to uh, a Facebook, Instagram outage the other day. I'd like to talk more about it someday, but it was at the beginning of the week. By the time this show airs on Friday, today is Friday. Um, I'm obviously not recording on Friday, but a few days ago, the Facebook and Instagram went down, and it was not too long after the Facebook whistleblower got on television to say everything that she knows about, it, everything that we always Always already knew about Facebook. So I may do a show on the whistleblower because I have different takes on it I'm gonna break it down as best I can There's a lot of corporations out there. There's a lot of people out there making money, okay your companies have always made money on you and Now it's just come down to politically We just think that you know We could take down the people that we think are responsible when it really just comes down to the people that live Within the United States or even if it gets abroad in other countries, it's up to the people. So I I probably am going to do it in a show Talking about that. I didn't want to do it today because I already had things set and planned based off Something that I found out Last week even though what I recently found out isn't anything new so let's just skip all the whistleblower stuff because she's not important at all and Let's just focus on what I wanted to is aspect ratios. Now, aspect ratios have been around for a very long time. When you're growing up and you're watching movies on VHS, you may recognize every once in a while on a lot of your tapes, it'll say "This film has been modified to fit the screen." And then sometimes there might be special edition VHSs where the screen is a little condensed, and you're like, "Hey, where'd the screen go?" And when are growing up, you, you know you, you watch it on a videotape and you're stuck watching it in that form. Uh, because the, the the system within itself can't stretch the DVD since then they have made TVs that can stretch it like a monitor um, to fit the screen to shrink it Do all sorts of things to whatever you're watching TV shows or movies and as before this high definition thing came around uh, right at the DVD boom that people were buying DVDs they were instantly all this plastic you know people you know these days getting the streaming people like to think well it's better to not put out all that plastic and maybe streaming is like the safer green way um, but years ago they didn't think like that they put out a lot of plastic um two disc sets three disc sets four disc sets um and a lot of it was the same movie um, and you'd have different kinds of distributions you know as an independent filmmaker versus a major studio independent filmmaker could barely get their movie made and distributed to get one DVD out there whereas your major movie studios have Enough money to cover your special editions your extended editions Your full screens and your wide screens. Yes. That used to be a thing Um, and still to this day every once in a while we pop in a movie and It's full screen and because we always wanted to have full screen movies because we had a TV that could only fit we we never wanted to see the bars and the sometimes the bars weren't so bad and the ratio of 1.85 to 1 that widescreen it's not that bad and it it actually kind of looks more you know cinematic compared to the really condensed 2.3 uh 2.35 to 1 which is your like your big big epic movies like if you're going to watch Ben-Hur or the Ten Commandments, or movies like that, that I can remember have special, specific um, measurements. All all the movies do, but when you're watching them theatrically, you're watching them at home. It's all based on how it was filmed. When these films were made on the studio lot, they are made with these lenses to get everything in the wide lens. And you're seeing that when we projected at a theater years later. Um, you know, after they filmed the movie and they put it out, you would go to a theater and you'd see it. Or you go to a drive-in and you'd see it. Then, you know, then it would fast forward to getting finally home releases, and then you'd have the condensed version. You'd have the boxed version. And there's different kinds of forms they call it. 4x3, uh, 16x9 full screen, which means they've they've made it so it fits your box, but they've made it so that it doesn't cut off anything. There's also crop and zoom, Pan and Scan. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different ways that these movies can come out. And when the DVDs came out, those are your options. You could, have, you could get the DVDs full screen, which means you're getting movies that weren't made that way to be made that way. And Or you can get the original version. So we would have all these DVDs over the years that we wanted the full screen version because... We had that kind of TV then we later had widescreen TVs and I was kind of really surprised by widescreen TVs Because I, th- I thought they'd be more impressive. I thought that they would mean that Because not on all DVDs, but you still kind of had to stretch it and it's still it there, There's several different kinds of options for viewing and it still makes your movie viewing experience kind of distorted depending on what you watch and depending on what you kind of remember and then blu-ray comes along and it's not really necessarily all about aspect ratios it's more about frame rate and it's more about the resolution and as high definition came along yes there is such thing as 4 by 3 16 by 9 full screen high definition because what you're doing is you're just changing the resolution you're not changing the size of the image but then you can also have movies that do change the size of the image and you could tell when movies don't look like that, you know. When we filmed the Vampire Show, it was boxed in, which means you could see. I'm I'm trying to remember. I think we won't. Well, no, we we did do that, but it was six. It was still six forty by four eighty. And this is when it gets complicated of how you're filming and what your resolution size is, because of what it does to your image. So we would film what we would think as sixteen by nine widescreen which is ironic because we you know tried our best to avoid the widescreen over the years but when you're switching over filming something it does it does have this kind of unique look uh, cinematically it looks like you're filming something really really more impressive than it is and then you have apps that you can download where you can add the overlays to make it look like it's um, like a movie but then there's problems with that because yes, it does make you look like it's have you are watching the movie Because you've added bars to something that didn't have bars and I used to do that before there's apps. I used to do that Just to make it look just for me. It, it kind of looked better. It looked better than just watching it as a, as a box But when you make the widescreen 640 by 480 it's still kind of well We went back and forth with 640 by 480 and 720 by 576. Those are the resolutions that we used. It was still kind of boxed. And then YouTube, over the years, tried to adapt to the different kinds of videos that people would put out there. If you're going to put high definition videos, they need to be 720p or they need to be 1080p. You need these these specified uh, details on your videos. And I've, I've never filmed anything. Because I got into frame rates. I never really cared so much about resolution. Um, I I didn't get into that. Because I figure it's always going to look different on somebody else's screen. And if you're switching over to the streaming world, because I know I talk a lot about streaming and DVDs, but when we were first filming things, we were making a DVD. And now, After that, we started making more and more projects that were online that people could easily watch on their phones, their tablets. They're watching it in various ways, which is actually like the Christopher Nolan complaint was that he doesn't like this. He doesn't want to make a movie for a smartphone, which makes sense because from a filmmaker's perspective, you're not saying, hey, that's a really great picture. You know, that's a really great sound. Yeah, it's a Motorola. You you get what you get. So you, you have different kinds of ways that you can film. I was getting into frame rates, and I was more obsessed with 60 frames per second because, to me, when you're filming 30, I, I could do a whole thing on frame rates. But I wanted to stick to aspect ratios. But I kind of got explained one thing into the other about uh, one of our projects, Halloween serial bits, is our first project where I actually filmed in high definition, the best quality of camera that I had at the time, whereas. My other projects, I would film in one res- resolution. That's what I think I did. I think they were 720, and I made them 640, just because the resolution would cut the file size in half or at least seventy-five percent. I could upload them easier. That's that's mainly why I did that, because I because the internet at the time wasn't so fast, so I wanted just to get these files up there these are huge giant files and they're taken as long as it is uploading to FTP so I never so so resolution always bothered me because I already knew that the file size is going to be higher even for what we're shooting at six minutes or seven minutes it's still going to be a huge giant file so just think of how far we've come along that people don't even think about that stuff anymore they just stream it they get into more like 4K. I do have a way of filming 4K, and I really don't see myself... I I really... I really have to make a really great great project to make it worth 4K. I think the ideas that I have so far and and um, the kind of shows that I want to do don't really call for 4K. My mom watched a TV movie the other day, which is like from the early nineties and it actually specified on there that it was 4k restored and it's like wow he really worked hard on making that 4k and depending on the demand that's that's what you got out there there are movies out there that you know hey, why well, can not there be a you know remastered version of this and sometimes they don't have the film you know your doctor who's and stuff would like to get restored over the years but a lot of them just got lost You can't restore anything that's missing. If they're missing the audio or they're missing the film. So you remaster things in high definition. And that, because people always want the best quality. But best quality is going to rely now, if you're streaming, it's going to rely on your internet connection. And it's going to rely on the connection that your service provider gives you. I, I think I talked about this. In another show about Netflix. There was a discrepancy. I'll bring it up again. There was a discrepancy that. What they were putting out there. People thought that they were getting high definition. They have different price ranges. For their resolutions. And people were paying for high definition. And they were getting standard. And the difference is. The people. I don't know if they could tell. The obvious differences. would how it would stream. And the picture quality. Obviously would be. Somewhat distorted. Keep in mind, if you don't really care about what movie you're watching at high definition, standard definition is going to run faster. You know, it's going to, if the, just like what I was saying when, when we filmed the, the show and made the small files, I was doing that to keep the file size down and it was still large. You know, I'm thinking in my head now that maybe the way we filmed and the way I, because it all, it all comes down to bitrate in the way I exported it, these things would have been huge, giant files, and they're only like seven, ten minutes. And then that gets compressed into YouTube because you don't want your people out there, you don't want your audience out there streaming a gigabyte six minutes, because that that could happen. You know, if you have if you don't have unlimited data plans or if you do and you wonder why your data gets easily ate up so quickly, it's probably because you're watching either long movies that are costing this or YouTube videos that are like 6 or 7 minutes that are high quality because they want the best. That's why I said I, I'm not too sure if I'm ever going to film in 4K because, for one thing, I don't have a uh, device that can handle um, rendering it. The, the device that I, the, the device that I have that films 4K is the only one that can handle it and I have nowhere else to put it out besides YouTube. So there really is no other use for this right now. We've tried, but... So that's just not in our foreseeable future of, of filming 4K, from from my standpoint, in our projects. Could change, but I got obsessed with 60 frames per second, and Hollywood and Serial Bits is the first show that we did four parts, and they're filmed in the best resolution that I had at the time. And it was kind of like a test to see, you know, obviously better to film outside, the shots looked absolutely gorgeous. And your sixty frames per second is gonna add this extra smooth playback to it. that is it just it's it's awesome. I mean I I just immediately got into it. And the reason why I, I kinda liked sixty better than thirty, because I had no way of doing twenty four. I have no repli- have no way to replicate twenty four frames or twenty five frames to make it look like a movie. And thirty digitally is different because a lot of your films out there right now a lot of your uh, TV shows do kind of film at digital 30 but they're filming at a different kind of 30 and Our cameras that we have on our phones film at 30 But that's a different kind of 30 So to me 60 look close to what you know you if you saw uh, the the Hobbit, which was like 59 frames per second um, I could I, I could get something close to that and I just thought it was like really, really cool. That's what I immediately got into frame rates. I just found it fascinating. But aspect ratios also kind of hurt you if you don't know how to frame your shots, which brings me to the discussion of what I wanted to talk about today. Um, and I, and I, like I said, I've heard about this before on another show. you got to think in the terms of okay, they release this stuff on DVDs, and for years people have had. Ways to change their aspect ratios on their player. I used to have a DVD player that would change the uh, Player it would change it to it it would make um, 16 by 9 widescreen it would make it fit the screen or something I forget what it was it whatever it did it made everything look better and that was the DVD player that did it not the TV the DVD player it's important when you have these different kind of separate units working together, or working against each other sometimes. Then you have three D movies, and Christopher Nolan is against three D movies because he thinks that the movies make three uh, D makes their movies look smaller, which also makes sense. And you also got to think that when you're filming these things, sometimes the images get cut off. You could film it right. You could film it the right way, and when the movie comes out to Tape, because there used used to be some movies that would go to videotape, They would be 3D. Uh, Spy Kids, I think, some of them went to um, tape as DVD, because that was a different kind of 3D. Stereoscopic 3D, you can still wear the blue and red glasses. Now, you need all these different kinds of gadgets to get your 3D movie up and running. And Then that's when you'll find out how small something is and what it exactly looks like on the screen and You'll see when things get cut off. You know, I I still when I watch a show I'm perplexed. I sometimes I don't know how they're framing shot sometimes the new way of doing things is to deliberately not frame something right and People's heads will get cut off because they filmed it that way just watch your movies over and over again and and discover the different kinds of shots that you see and notice when a shot is supposed to be framed Right, like I think that's one of uh, Terry Gilliam's uh, favorite things about his movies that he he's he loves wide shots and You know filmmakers get pretty jealous of stuff like that because he if he can if he can get wide shots That are like real locations Those are beautiful these days people don't do too many wide shots they want to do green screen things. Your adventure movies aren't. Your adventure movies aren't known for their uh, frame rates and their high definition. People might want to get this stuff in high definition, but they're not really credited with. You know, like I remember watching uh, one of the Jurassic Parks. I think it was Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, and watching in the theaters. And it's so cool because sometimes you could tell when the frame rate changes. That's watching in a theater. I remember watching Night at the Museum 2 in theaters, and we watched it on the IMAX, and the IMAX, it didn't fit it all the way. And once again, this goes back to Christopher Nolan. He created, uh, or had this thing devised as an IMAX camera to film certain parts of the Dark Knight in IMAX, like using an actual IMAX camera. Which, again, makes perfect sense that if you want to make something fit the screen, make it fit the screen so you don't have to stretch it because then things get distorted. Vision, your, your image would get distorted, your vision becomes distorted. So I can, I can only imagine that Christopher Nolan just has so many headaches during the day of how to write a scene because I could, I'm not comparing myself 100% to him, but I kind of write thinking, how is this going to look on film? And if I can't get a good set of how it's going to look on film, like if I can't find, um, a great location that's not green screen or I don't want to use a white shot or different kinds, this is how I used to think years and years ago when we did the show. You know, I, I picked different basic locations and I knew where all the scenes were going to take place. And sometimes, sometimes the scenes were kind of, um, um, I could replace each one. I, if I if I had one at one location, I could instantly switch them because it didn't really matter where it was. So filming and setting up shots can be fun. Uh, you could get your shot right, um, but then when you export it, something along the line gets cropped out, and you have to understand how you filmed it and the software that you're using, what it did to it. I remember years ago. I would take a, I would just play around. Right when YouTube was slowly switching over to high definition, uh, high quality videos, and I just took a standard one, and I stretched it, and it just zeroed in on like a part of the image. Like it didn't even read it right. Um, and that's just me, you know, testing it. That that's the different kinds of ways to watch your videos, and your and these companies know these things, and they've noticed since the beginning of. Buying DVDs when originally broadcast on television, it took them a while to broadcast in high definition. That's when you would notice that your shows like The Office and I want to say My Name Is Earl also did it. All your NBC shows were the first ones to put widescreen bars on the top and bottom. Whereas watching a full screen Home Improvement DVD, you're going to have bars on the side. If you're watching on a widescreen TV or you could stretch it and you're distorting it, and It just goes from there of what you're doing. It was how it's filmed versus how you want to watch it You're gonna lose something in it So th- these things have been around for a long time The water remaster shows they do their best to and you got to think it comes down to these original film transfers so I have a Buffy set. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like, season four or something. And there's a note at the beginning of it. And it's Joss Whedon basically apologizing for the fact that he still chose to use full screen to film. He was just choosing to use full screen because that's what that time period was. There, it made no sense to make widescreen stuff for people who didn't have widescreen because people who didn't have the widescreen TVs were losing what it would look like. It's an odd thing. You're losing picture on the top and bottom, but you're actually seeing more in the shot. Whereas if you were to stretch it and it fits your whole TV, go, wow, I can I can get that on the whole TV screen. It's so distorted and you're actually losing part of your image. It's it's really technical. And it can really trip you up if, but it's, it's easy to understand and people have come a long way, but they finally know how to do it. But your streaming services, which is awesome, which is very interesting, when they acquire the rights to these different shows, your movies that are in the condensed 2.35 to 1, um, 2.39 to 1, different kinds of, different kinds of uh, wide, wide screens, they could get it in that way. Or they can get it in a format they can stretch it and make it more suitable for viewing. I remember a few years. Um, well, it was when Disney Plus kept advertising The Simpsons. Something that was really odd about it that actually made me feel better for not getting into the Disney Plus hoopla was that they most of the episodes were full screen, they're the four x three. They're fitting TVs at home for family viewing. It wasn't until years later. Now, new in the times, if you're animating on the computer or however, they still I think they still do hand drawings and send them over from different countries. They have remastered them in high definition. So eventually, Simpsons turned into widescreen. So all your cartoons like to be widescreen. It's just the rule in the times. That's that's what they. That's what the look was because. Like I said, if it's stretched out too much, you're losing. And just think that the animator draws ahead of time and this stuff is being cropped out. This stuff could get cropped out years ago. Like, let's just think of the Simpsons, how they originally drew some episodes and they only put out the four screen versions. And then the DVDs come out. The DVD should be close to what they wanted. It shouldn't, it's not cropped. They're they're more original than they are in Disney Plus, but they fixed it. They fixed that. So now you do have the option to change the aspect ratio, or they do have it so you can watch The Simpsons in their original aspect ratio of 4 by 3. Last week, I saw another one of my favorite shows that is battling this. And this fascinated me because... I have the DVDs of this show and I remember when the show came out, it advertises on the box that it was remastered in high definition. It's Seinfeld. Now, Seinfeld is now on Netflix and the problem with what people are seeing now is like the Simpsons problem. The shows have been cropped. And The reason why they're doing this when I said that years ago. I At the same time we didn't like watching widescreen movies, but when I got into filming my own projects I started adding bars to my own projects and you can now Upload videos yourself adding bars to make it look like you filmed a movie so what they have done is they've kind of done something similar, but they've zoomed in and they've cropped it. And what you're seeing is... You're, you're missing... That, that was the complaint of the Simpsons. Because the animators would draw in, you know... Jokes. So a lot of visual gags were missing. That was the complaint on the Simpsons. That people were missing out on jokes. They were getting cut off because... They would stretch it. And it would fit the screen. But it would also kind of... I don't even know what the Simpsons would look like. Really, really wide. It's probably really, really weird. Um, but Seinfeld, the person that, um, discovered this, said that and this is, this is bad because this is kind of where it kind of turns into, well, they obviously didn't, um, they, they overlooked something in the thinking of, well, we had to make sure all of our stuff is on high def because that's what people like to watch. They like to watch the HD content. Okay. So people get into the bars. Let's add the bars to Seinfeld, where there's an episode called The Pothole. And somebody actually points out that in the episode of Seinfeld, The Pothole, you can't see the pothole. In the original version, you can. In the... um, And I gotta think back. I've seen Seinfeld like almost every night, and I forget what aspect ratio it is in. But I do know the DVDs fit the screen. Like they're they're supposed to be the way they are. I had to go back to look at that, but I I do know that there's no complaint on that. So uh, me talking about streaming versus DVDs and how I get into collecting DVDs and how I'm not a whole lot into streaming, even though that's the way a lot of my projects are going to end up going because nobody's going to watch or pay for DVDs. This article actually said that if you want to enjoy the show. Just pull out the DVDs. It, this, this is actually pro-DVD. And I was actually really impressed by that. That yes, yes, this stuff exists for a reason. From a filmmaker's perspective, when you're setting up your shot, like a Terry Gilliam movie, and then you watch a Terry Gilliam movie on a box TV, and it looks just completely cropped, that distorts the vision of the filmmaker. And also your your viewing experience to you, because you're not seeing exactly everything that you should be seeing. And then an interesting concept though, of the widescreen that you aren't seeing. That you're seeing you're seeing too much of the shot because it's all based off lenses and and, and stretching it out. Like um, I love watching um, movies. I love watching movies on the big screen. Uh, we we have been in the theaters in a long time. Uh, But there's some movies I don't think that need to be seen on the big screen. And obviously your superhero movies, people just flock to that stuff. They have to see that on the big screen. And seeing it at home, I mean, the Avengers completely lost out on the era of being on videotape. You cannot find the Avengers on videotape. um, Or a Christopher Nolan Batman on videotape it would be very interesting as they started learning more about aspect ratios and what the viewers wanted to see they would make videotapes as i said at the beginning of this they would make videotapes with the widescreen i think somewhere there's a pulp fiction letterbox edition and it's a vhs tape and it was two tapes because that's how you know it was like um, the movie's like 154 minutes i remember that running time because is the exact same length of Jackie Brown. I thought it was so cool how his editor just got those same two lengths exactly the same. But they were there were videotapes out there promoting widescreen. But you did not have a way to change it. And nor did you probably want to. You just thought, hey this is you know you're watching it <laughs> you're watching a really small version of the movie. But it's what the filmmaker wanted you to see because if you were to stretch that and put that on a projector or go to a theater or have some kind of viewing party it's made for that which completely makes sense. I mean, just think, years and years ago I don't think anybody ever thought how far we would come of your actors out there in Hollywood making movies. Make movies so they can go to theaters make the studios money. And then all of a sudden TV shows started coming up more and more shooting on film and I, I mentioned before Desi Arnaz was one of the innovators of syndicated television let's keep these things so now you can watch I Love Lucy some I Love Lucy's a remaster in high definition but I don't think she's ever been cropped she's not filmed in widescreen but I think the original transfers may have been because they were filming a lot of your favorite TV shows were professionally filmed in the best way possible. Your TV shows are probably filmed... That'd be very interesting to, to double-check on. Um, your t- your TV shows at that time were filmed like movies, with the same kind of film, the same kind of lenses, but they would know that they would have to distort it somehow to fit on your TV, because you, you weren't watching widescreen Leave it to Beaver. Or My Three Sons. There's no such thing as that. And now years later, they'll probably start trying to make stuff like that. Um, every once in a while, they still bring out Dick Van Dyke's and I Love Lucy's in color. That's a completely different uh, take on the viewing experience. So you got resolution, you got aspect ratios, and then if you want to watch a black and white movie, you know, in color. So you have your theatrical versions, and you have your home video versions and sometimes they do change them up. You do a lot of research on these movies that are out there and they do change them up. There are differences in the videotape versions. Um I think the uh, Jingle All the Way this is this is interesting. Uh Jingle All the Way DVD that I got from my mom years ago um have has two versions on it. It's the theatrical and the extended. And we're trying to remember which version was which and the theatrical one was obviously the one that would go to theaters um, but then when it went to home video, I think that is somehow probably the extended cut because there is a part at the end that they I think um, they rearranged some parts at the end that I remember watching on videotape. So when you watch that version, you're watching the original version but the extended version kind of mixes it up or something like that. But it's interesting because people would talk about it on the internet, that there are differences in the video home versions than the DVD stuff. Star Wars is another great example of... Imagine collecting all the Star Wars videotapes they've made over the years, and then he chooses to remake those things. Like he himself, not the new movies. He he adds... George Lucas adds effects and adds different things. And I, I saw a video on all the differences in a Star Wars movie that... Didn't need to be. And so it's almost like he really hated that movie. Or really wanted to perfect it to down to every little thing had a a, a change. And a lot of this original, you're, you he, I don't know how many times he ever remastered this, but I do know that then when they came out the new DVDs of it, there's no other way to get it. There's no, I don't think there is a DVD. That has the original... I could be wrong on this. When the DVDs came out. I want to say that... He is such a perfectionist. And wouldn't want... His film to be seen any other way. A lot of this stuff is only on the original videotapes. So that's what I was saying. The videotapes are very important. These are collector items that... Have been around for a very long time. Those aspect ratios... Are distorted. But that's like the only way that you can see these things. Come a long way, you can only imagine somebody like George Lucas would watch his own home video versions and think. I don't like it. I gotta change it. I gotta change I gotta change so much of it that they he probably only did it just to get the widescreen back. Because he thought, well once he made everything widescreen, everything else didn't look so good. I can't remember. I remember that I can I can clearly see in my head the videotapes that they came out with years ago, and I never got them, and I forget what aspect ratio they are, but I want to say that they fit the screen, which means the film has been modified to fit the screen. When you're paying for these things in the streaming in the streaming world, you want everything to be perfected. I will bring it up to this, and it kind of goes to my thinking of DVDs why I don't think all DVDs come out. I think, and I, would, and I would go by this too, as a creator, to protect my work, you're putting it out there, you're not giving it 100% of what it is. So, if, you're, if you own the rights to your movie, and you own the original aspect ratio, and you put it out there as full screen, only full screen, People will flock to it, and they'll buy it, and whatever. It's kind of like you can sell something that you've created. You can sell it, but you also... And and you can allow people to own it, you know. That's a very interesting phrase. Own it today. Own it today. When you own a DVD, that's all you're owning is the DVD. You're not owning the rights. You're not owning these things. But the original properties to these things, these artists will have the originals. You know, the original digital transfers of everything. So there are movies out there that haven't come out. And streaming, whatever they're thinking is of keeping everything on the up and up, of, well, we got to make sure that everything is just widescreen. It's just easier to make everything widescreen on Netflix. Or, it's the studios kind of like watermarking it. Like, okay, we'll let you uh, have this movie for... As long as you can pay $10 a month, you can have this movie. But you, you don't really have it, for one thing. You don't own the download. You don't actually have a way to physically own it. And what you own isn't the original. I think I remember reading something about Anchorman. For one thing, Anchorman has so many different, different alternative takes. There's the unrated version and I was really into collecting uh, Back then I was really into collecting the special sets that came out and when Will Ferrell Anchorman Unrated came out. I was more excited about it because it came with a bonus movie, but I was really excited that I, I Just got this two disc set and I got I think I got another bonus disc with it. I was really into DVDs like I said and I, I own all this stuff but then I realized, because I do know that there's there's stuff added to the unrated version. But they also took stuff out and replaced stuff. So the DVD that I had all these years wasn't what we saw in theaters. I knew, I obviously knew that the added stuff wasn't stuff we saw in theaters. But I didn't realize that one of my favorite moments, I forget what it was about Brick, uh, Steve Carell, got gets cut... The, 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 there's an alternate. I forget what it is, but the alternate is in the original Anchorman. And it wasn't until years later, actually this past year, that I got a Blu ray set where I do have the original Anchorman now. So they have control over these home video releases. And at the beginning of this, nobody ever thought about it. Nobody ever thought about let's have widescreen Bambies, let's have widescreen Snow Whites. And then, all of a sudden, once high-definition televisions came along, people were like, well, now it makes more sense to watch how they filmed it. So I I just thought that was a really interesting thing to bring up about aspect ratios. Um, I used to be obsessed with these things until I, you know, um, realized that... Well, another thing... The filming world has completely changed because now people are now filming more vertically You know your TikTok videos your Instagram things film upright So now you got even a smaller sliver you know you try watching make a video on your uh, smartphone and upright like vertical and Display that back on a high-def TV and now you've lost even more of your TV screen. And that's just how far we've come. You know the the, the the world is changing of the these filmmaking tools that we have in our hands now, but at the same time it it doesn't really distort the vision of what people want to put out there. But you don't see a lot of shows that film vertical as professional shows on TV. Coincidentally There was a service called Quibi, which actually was going to be that, because it was made for your phone. And I played around with apps that kind of do this too, but it would it would be filmed in a way where they would want you to hold it one way, hold it another, and you could tell what shots were filmed for uh, a smartphone. So that was that was kind of an interesting concept. But it kind of backfired. But I don't think enough people would really go to a movie that looked like it was only filmed on a cell phone vertically. That used to be the thing that people... I I don't know how many times I would see it on YouTube. Uh, People would upload concerts. And they would say, Can't you hold it wide? Can't you hold it horizontal? And they would just... They got used to... They're the first ones to film a concert... Vertically and nobody like that now. That's that's what people are filming as. That's what all your video um, Social media platforms push is upright because it fits how you hold your screen upright So Christopher Nolan if you're out there if you're working on a smartphone movie You know your best bet is to really get on the high end come up with a smartphone projector that is 3d and is more impressive than what's what they got going on right now because I think you he could be the one the, the leading one um, This is Martin Scorsese wanted to do more 60 frames per He hasn't done them, but he said he wanted to do more 60 frames per second movies. And I thought that was an interesting thing to say because um, Your 60 frames per second movies are usually full of a lot of action and he wanted to do something that wasn't necessarily about that I just think that somebody should kind of take that too. aspect ratios are fascinating um, it's it it has to do with t v and movie because sometimes you're watching movies that you saw in theaters on t v you know when we would watch now you have apps, but it used it used to be just um networks on your local t v stations that would play old movies and they would always say. This Film has been modified this film has been modified and some of those things were just modified to fit the screen Just to be televised Because some things necessarily wouldn't always come out to videotape and there are still a lot of movies out there that haven't come out to DVD So I just wanted to share my knowledge of aspect ratios and I thought it was fascinating that Seinfeld is the one that once again brought this back into uh, topics because the pothole is a very interesting take. Now, I'm very curious to know what other problems people have, um, on Netflix, watching The Box, because they, they still haven't changed it yet. They probably eventually will. Takes a lot, takes a lot of time. Seinfeld's 180 episodes, so, but they don't have enough, to, as much as The Simpsons, so, if The Simpsons are able to perfect it, then Seinfeld should at least be on some kind of better way of getting out there. But it is interesting to me the pothole episode. you couldn't see the pothole. Now I'm just gonna try to think of all the shots that would not look right. You're you're missing the top of Kramer's head. I mean, gosh, these are just really really bad mistakes. And people are paying for this stuff. People are paying for it, and they're not getting it. Always remember that. You 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 when you buy the streams, the stuff's not really going anywhere. Netflix could shut down any minute, and. You put thousands of dollars into a streaming service, watching movies and TVs for years, and then all stuff is just gone. So I'll leave it at that. Um, thank you for listening. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Apple podcasts, anchor.fm, Spotify, Breaker. and I'm trying to break out into other things. Uh, we'll see what we can get. Um, but yeah, and more and more things coming soon. Um, we're getting more and more ideas. And I know next show might have to be about the whistleblower. Not really too sure into talking about it, but I have a different kind of take on it. Um, I just, I don't know. It kind of irks me that the facts that come out, how they come out, and timing is everything. And I just, I don't know. There's something irky about the whole situation. So the next show might have to be about the whistleblower just so I can get it out of the way. (sighs) But uh, then we can get back to the fun stuff. I still want to do Worthful Mentions. Thanks for listening. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, I'll see ya. Bye, everybody. You just listened to the Some Other Useless Podcast with Richard Wigand. And now the server is down. Sorry. We're very, very sorry.